0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast after two weeks of a hiatus and... Yeah, I've got some stories to tell you guys. Uh, obviously, we all know the current situation going on around the world, um, around our country, and even here in Oklahoma, so so there, there are some explanations as to why uh, I've been on a little bit of a two-week hiatus. Uh, do not worry. Everything is all good. Do not worry about that. Um, worry about yourselves. Worry about each other. And uh, I'll do my best to try and entertain you guys as much as possible. So, but yes... Locked on Thunder with Brady Trantham of 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 The Franchise in Tulsa. Still running, still going. Uh, Apparently the government deems uh, sports, even sports radio as an essential job. So uh, thankfully for me, I'm able to work from home, of course, uh, creating content, doing this podcast for the Locked On Podcast Network, and then filling in whenever the franchise needs me for shows. Fortunately for me, all last week I had to uh, fill in for the noon to three show, and then Monday and Tuesday of this week, I filled in from nine to noon. So there's one little explanation as to why I wasn't able to put out podcasts last week. But we will get into some other reasons as to why, uh, now that we are at the two-week anniversary of the sports world pretty much screeching to a halt. And it has to do with Oklahoma City, as it happened in Chesapeake Energy Arena when the Jazz and the Thunder almost tipped off before, as you all are very well aware by now. The Thunder and the Jazz game postponed and ultimately put on hiatus, just like the rest of the league, just like the rest of the sporting world, and pretty much just like the rest of the world. But yeah, like I'll give you guys a little bit of a a heads up as to kind of what happened two weeks ago from my perspective. Uh, For those that haven't been able to listen to me on the radio, tell the story, or wherever I've told it, I'm sure I've 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 said it on other things. I've said it on videos. I've said it on. Another person's podcast. So, for the locked on Thunder podcast audience, I'll just go ahead and retell the story of what happened two weeks ago, Wednesday night, in downtown Oklahoma City, right before the Thunder and the Jazz took off. Then, after that story, I will get into a little bit of a crazy idea that I have. And it took a little bit of a hit this morning when I found out about some news in China. But I'll go ahead and share my idea anyway. I talked about it on the radio this week and last week. It's crazy, and I don't know how actually possible it is, but here my theory as to how the NBA could potentially return in one way or another this season. And without th- further ado, let's get right into two weeks ago. So I don't know about you guys, but two weeks ago, I had been worried and probably a little scared of the whole coronavirus outbreak for about a week. And the reason why I can remember that is just the week before the Thunder and the Jazz tipped off Wednesday night, I was at the press restaurant in the Plaza District in Oklahoma City, about to record one of my OKC82 podcasts with Chisholm Holland, who also works at 107.7 The Franchise. He's the producer, co-host of the Triple M Ranch from 3 to 7. At the time, Chisholm and his wife were scheduled to go on vacation, I believe it was on a cruise, and I like I sat down at the table. One of the first things I asked Chisholm was, are you guys still going on this cruise? And he said that it got canceled. And I said, OK, thank goodness, because <laughs> uh, I had been kind of a little bit of plugged in and whole and the news trickling in on Twitter about the coronavirus. And how it was already starting to slowly affect the West Coast, uh, Seattle, um, San Francisco, And it was just, you know, worrying me, but I I wasn't too overly concerned with it, but I was happy to hear that Chisholm wasn't going to be going anywhere out of the country. But then he told me that he was still going on vacation elsewhere outside of Oklahoma City, and I kind of begged him not to go. Um, Chisholm was not as worried about it as I was. He was was aware of it as well. He's plugged into news, uh, probably even more so than I am, and... Just kind of had the idea of, like, if it happens, it happens, but I'm going to live my life, basically. And at the time, you know, I I couldn't really blame him, and I also at the time kind of wished that I had his mindset on the entire thing. And then we kind of sat down, had lunch, recorded the podcast, and then I kind of just went on with my merry life for the rest of the week. But then we get closer and closer to the Sunday night game prior to that Wednesday night game against the Jazz when the Thunder defeated the Boston Celtics. And that day was probably about the first day where I really started getting scared of everything. And it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable going into work, uh, watching the Celtics game. It was uncomfortable doing the show. And not because of anything that we really know now, but just because of the unknown factor and just because... What I was hearing from local news, what I was hearing from national news did not coincide with what I was hearing internationally. Um, at the time, Italy had been put on lockdown, and all the news coming out of Italy was just real troublesome, and I, the last thing I wanted was for that to happen here in America, but again, there are times where I just over-worry about things that I obviously have no control over. I worry about things that may not even be real. Um, it's just kind of the only child thing in me. Um, So then we fast forward to Wednesday and I am pretty nervous, mainly because the day before we found out that Rudy Gobert was sick. Now, a few days before that, Steph Curry had been ruled out of a game due to an illness and the original report blatantly said, don't worry, it's not coronavirus, it's just the regular flu. So the unknown factor of Rudy Gobert just being listed as sick and then, as we all remember that day of the game... He was listed as questionable at first, and then Quinn Snyder apparently misunderstood a question pregame and said that no, that they're out. And then 10 minutes later was like, oh, no, 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 I misunderstood the question. They're questionable, probable to play, and, um, mainly with Rudy Gobert. And then I'm on the pregame show at Flint Restaurant with Jerry Ramsey and John Hamm. And I sit down, and they're kind of just in their normal moods, and they're like, you all get, you good? And I was just like, guys, I'm scared. Like, I'm worried about everything. Uh, John kind of shared my concern. Uh, Jerry had more of an upbeat attitude because that's just the way that he is. He, he was, of course, worried and concerned, but he just chose to have kind of a more of an upbeat attitude about it, like I said. And then we do the pregame show, and I'm basically screaming, <laughs> saying, why are we here? Why are we playing this game? Why is the NBA allowing this to be played? There's too much unknown factor right now, especially with the last few days. We have been already discussing the possibility of playing games without fans, and that to me is just enough to just go ahead and say, if we're already in that, in that place, we should probably just cancel the season or postpone it as of right now, because you're you're obviously having huge conversations about things that are unprecedented with something that we don't fully understand right now. So just the thought of just the thought of having those conversations would be enough for me to just go ahead and say, you know what? We can't guarantee the health and safety of our fans, let alone the players. So we might need to cancel it. And then you add on top of that with the whole Rudy Gobert situation and it's directly affecting the jazz. It's directly affecting the thunder. And then in my opinion, it directly affected everybody in that arena, mainly because I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a hundred percent certain of how the virus spreads. And, as far as I knew, if Rudy Gobert certainly was sick, or had the virus, then everybody on the Jazz had the virus. Then everybody on the floor would have it. Then everybody close to the floor would have it. So on and so on and so on. So I'm sitting there pregame, just saying, "Why are we playing this game? Why are the Jazz not forfeiting? Like, what is going on?" And then we go on, you know, with the show, break down the game a little bit, which is something I completely missed two weeks, you know, removed from it. I, I miss covering basketball, and then the show ends. And I pretty much beg Jerry not to go to the arena because I was concerned and I was scared. And I had told him, I'm not going into the arena. I'm going to stay at Flint, watch the game. And then when Madison Moore shows up, I'll do the post-game show. Jerry went off to the arena and I stayed behind at Flint Restaurant and sat at the bar and prepared to watch the game. I'll get more into the rest of the story as you all know how it kind of unfolds. But I'll just go ahead and give you my perspective of the whole idea of the whole situation.
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And welcome back to the Locked On Thunder podcast, everybody. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Brady Trantham. So yes, Jerry walks off. I stay at Flint watching the game. And then just like the rest of you, whether you were in the arena or watching at home, I watched everything unfold. Um, I don't really need to rehash what happened. We all kind of remember what happened. And as soon as I pretty much understood, okay, the game is canceled, I walked over to the booth where our radio tie line is set up and just decided, okay, I'm going to take everything down. There's no game. (laughs) I'm going to load everything up and go home. And as soon as I had, you know, put everything in the box, it takes about five to ten minutes to completely unload everything and load everything back up, Jerry called me. And asked me to go on the air and it basically explain to as far as I knew at the point, um, explain what is going on to our listeners. And at first I was like, I don't want to do this at all. I was, I was scared. Like, I, I'm not ashamed to admit it. I was frightened um, because of what I just said. Like, I don't know how this virus spreads. If everybody in that arena is potentially compromised well a good number of them are probably going to come into flint it's just across the street from the arena and i didn't want to be there i wanted to leave and get home as soon as possible and jerry kind of talked to me and relayed the message of well we do have a responsibility to get you know the information out to fans and to people that are leaving the arena because they don't know what's going on once jerry told me that i kind of calmed down and agreed with him actually it's like yeah Um, I I never really think of myself as important in terms of like, I am an important media person. People listen to my opinion. People listen to what I say. I never really think of myself that way. But in terms of something like this, I think it was certainly needed that I get on the air. So I did an entire segment on the radio by myself with my producer, Matt Burton, basically talking about something that a frightened me, B, I didn't fully understand and C, I had to basically say everything that I knew. Without sounding like I was panicking, because I don't want people to panic listening. I don't want people to be turned off by what they're hearing at all. So I did the best that I could do. I don't know how well I did, but I basically relayed all the information on the radio, did an entire segment, and then after we went to break, Jerry, Ramsey, and Madison Morris showed up to Flint and joined me on the broadcast from the arena and gave their perspective. And let me tell you, some of the weirdest news that I'll probably ever break... Happened that night. I broke the or I relayed the messages from Shams Charnia from the athletic that Rudy Gobert had tested positive for COVID 19 and then that the NBA season had been put on hold. I don't think I'll ever read any more surreal, frightening news that I don't fully understand ever. I don't think I think that'll be the moment that I will always look back on in my professional career as. Yeah, like, nothing will ever, I don't mean top that in a good way, but nothing's ever going to be weirder or more surreal than that evening and that time on the radio. And something that's always kind of fascinated me in a weird way, and I've done this before, but I'll, like, every once in a while, I'll go on YouTube and type in some random telecast during 9-11. And the only reason why is just because I'm fascinated from the, the change in tone, the change in pitch, the change in... Attitude from it's just a normal day, you know. It's September 11th, blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden, we all know what happens, and then it completely changes into this was an accident. Oh my goodness, this was an attack. Oh my goodness, what's going on? Is there more? You know, just I, I was just fascinated by by that completely, and that entire evening I realized, oh my gosh, I'm in that situation right now because. Everybody on the broadcast that night, everybody that I've talked to since then, and I'm sure people listening to this podcast, that was probably the most comparable situation to Wednesday night in Oklahoma City when the game got canceled was 9-11. Just how the entire world stopped for a period of time and how all the eyes went to one spot on the map, one spot on the globe, and it happened to be Oklahoma City. And I kind of felt ill-equipped to to do it. I cover sports and I don't cover like world news. And all of a sudden it had crept. World news had crept into sports news. And we were all talking about the same thing. We were all sports fans. We were all fans. We were all people in one moment. And unfortunately for our listeners, I was on the air. So, um, again, I tried to do the best that I could, but, um, again, I, I, I don't know if that's ever going to be topped. I don't know if that part of my professional career is ever going to be duplicated in any way. I sure hope not, (laughs) but that's just kind of what went through my mind and how my day went that day. Um, Hopefully everybody is still upbeat, optimistic about life and taking the proper precautions out there. Um, I'll echo Mayor David Holt's um, sentiments about Um, What he said the other day at his press conference about having an empty city. Don't think of it as a sad thing. Empty city, full hearts. Um, uh, Just think of it as we're all coming together to do one thing, to help each other. But we're doing it, of course, separately, which is weird. But it's just the way it is for the time being. And then the last little explanation. So I went into a little bit of a quarantine thing on my own for the next few days. Until I had figured out that the Jazz, other than Don, had tested negative for COVID-19. And then the Thunder and all their staff tested negative as well. So that kind of cut into my... uh, I, I was fully intending on staying away from everything for two weeks over at my parents' house. So for four or five days until we got confirmation that the Thunder had all tested negative, I was at my parents' house and I didn't have any recording equipment with me. I didn't have my computer. I just basically got in my car... And went to my parents' house for a few days. Because I just did not know what to do. I didn't want to go anywhere and and potentially get somebody else sick. I I just didn't understand anything. And then after I found out all the information, I was able to go back and get my uh, recording equipment. And then I had to fill in all week on the radio. So there's your explanation as to why it's been two weeks since I've done a podcast. Apologies, apologies, apologies. But stay tuned for my crazy, crazy theory on how the NBA could potentially return in one way or another
0: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: As we are all aware by now, South Korea is probably the pinnacle of how to deal with COVID-19. Just to get into it really quick, they're basically testing their entire population. They're doing it in a quick, efficient manner, isolating those that are affected, while those who are testing negative are basically... uh, to my understanding, able to then go about life normally, go to work with, with some restrictions, of course, no, no traveling that isn't necessary, but life is starting to return a little bit to normal in South Korea. And another sign of that is that their South Korean basketball league, which is a league of course, that was, uh, where Deontay Burton called home his actual rookie season, uh, when he left Iowa state is going to start up in about a week and a half or so. Now, Really quick, before I get any further, the Chinese Basketball League was intending on starting up fairly soon as well, but now they're extending their hiatus a few a few more weeks later because of a resurgence of cases in the area, which affects 20 American-born players, which affects 20 American players, one of them including Jeremy Lin, who've been in isolation in China, quarantine-wise, for the last week and a half to get ready for the Chinese Basketball League, but now they're going to have to wait a little bit longer. So I don't know if this is also the same in South Korea. But if South Korea is able to bring back basketball this quickly because of the efficiency and the the great way that they're testing their population and dealing with it, what's stopping the NBA from calling up South Korean officials, South Korean League basketball league offices, and basically asking permission to them, hey, do you mind if we come over across the pond and finish our regular season and postseason on your shores? And the reason being, obviously, we're much more behind in terms of how this virus is attacking the country than the Far East. China, of course, was affected first, South Korea not, not much longer after. So they're further along in this process. So let's, let's take out all the logistical nightmares, all the financial nightmares, and let's just pretend that the NBA, A, thinks this is a good idea, and B, South Korea says, sure, come on over. It gets great exposure for South Korea, gets great exposure for their basketball league as well because of the goodwill. But then you basically just tell tell your entire teams, your entire league, all right, we're going to fly over to South Korea, isolate for two weeks, test everybody again, and then after those two weeks, start our training camp, and then you can do a regular season. Now, I don't know if you're going to do the rest of the regular season. You probably have to do an accelerated format of it. You know, maybe play 10 or 15 games to basically give every team a chance to either fight for the seeding in the playoffs, to fight for playoff contention, or to basically hammer out the rest of the draft lottery with all the bad teams. Like, keep losing games. And then you can go into a postseason. All the while... Having fans in the arena so you have that element of the game that we all appreciate, even when we're watching on TV, it's fun to watch fans and hear the crowd roar when big shots are made, when dunks happen. It's a part of the experience. The main thing with all this, though, is if the NBA is able to come back in some way, shape, or form stateside, A, I don't know if they're going to be able to do a regular season. B, I don't know how long they're going to give their players the ability to basically get their legs back under them to practice some more, get back in rhythm with team chemistry and all that. I don't know how long they're going to be able to do that, and B, I don't know how long it would take for the product to be good. You might have teams playing in the postseason, like the Clippers or the Lakers, and then they just absolutely suck because they've been away from the game for so long. So in this crazy theory of mine, where the league goes to South Korea, you get away from all that because you're able to play in a A, a safer environment, and B, give your players, coaches, and staff as much time as needed in order to get back into basketball shape so that the product is good. Now, again, I'm not 100% sure uh, of South Korea's current health situation right now, but it appears everything is trending in the proper direction. And I want basketball back in one way or another. And if that forces us to have to wake up at 4 in the morning to watch basketball games watch playoff games because they're playing overseas in south korea then so be it i would be the first one to watch that right now it would be a lot of fun but i'm curious what do you all think it's crazy i understand that it's probably not going to happen but i had the idea and i just can't get it out of my head so i thought i'd share it with you all well everybody thank you so much for listening to locked on thunder part of the locked on podcast network your team every day I will do my best to give you guys some entertaining content as much as possible. I've got some stuff I've been sitting on prior to the season being put on hiatus, so I might share that with you all. We'll go over some things. We might even give out our own little awards for Thunder players, might talk league awards, because the possibility of us missing out on an entire season of basketball is still on the table, unfortunately. I want to be as optimistic as possible. But the reality of the situation is, is with each passing day, it's not looking pretty in terms of the NBA returning this year. The Olympics went ahead and postponed until 2021, so that opens the door for the NBA and even college football or even the NFL to just scratch this season entirely in terms of the entire year of 2020, which is unfortunate. But this is an era where there are more important things to worry about. This is a time where we need to be thinking about each other, and I hope everybody is finding some entertainment, some joy in being home a little bit more frequently than you're accustomed to. Everybody, please be safe out there. I really appreciate you all listening to Locked On Thunder. But until next time, I'll talk to you later.
0: A hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.